This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. Hi, I hope you're having a wonderful day so far. I'm recording this on a Monday morning with no children here, which is amazing, quite honestly. Um, Anyway, today we're going to talk about a topic which is close to my heart, which is time management and productivity. I'm sure lots of us, myself included, could always do better here. Um, I love any tips about how I can do things faster, how I can not do things. Um, Yeah, time is something that I always struggle with. And if you're the same, I think you'll find this episode really useful. So Libby Knight is a business consultant helping busy people to build and grow a profitable business by creating a focused and effective strategy without being overwhelmed or losing their life work balance. Having worked both at home and in a corporate environment, leading teams and with a lot of travel, Libby knows the importance of productivity and effective time management. In this episode, she's going to share tips and advice on the time mindset we need to overcome, provide practical advice and techniques that you can use to consistently move your business forwards or launch your next product, and she'll help you prioritise what's truly important, all while maintaining a positive life-work balance. So I learn a lot from this chat, um, including some new techniques that I am going to try right away and I really hope you do too I'm I think that however productive um you are however good you are at managing your time that there will be at least sort of one or two little things in here that you could take away and try and that will hopefully help you so um here's Libby okay so hi Libby thank you so much for being here hello very, very pleased to be here thank you for inviting me no problem. As I mentioned to you uh, when we spoke before, time management is something that I think is definitely worth speaking about. And it's definitely a common reason I hear for why people either haven't started with their product creation or why they're not moving ahead as quickly as they'd like to. So can we please just start um, by you giving us all an introduction to yourself, your business and what you do to help people? Yes, yeah, sure. So I help busy people in business to build a profitable business by creating Um, a focused and effective strategy. So I come from a sales and marketing management background. Um, I've been in manufacturing of big scientific equipment for laboratories. So I have that business development and product development background. Um, And I'm very used to working at home. So I know the 
the challenges of both working in an office in a team and the joys of doing that and the benefits and the difficulties of doing that at home. So that stands me in good stead to help people. So now I have my own business. So I've kind of seen both sides of things. So I help people with their productivity because it is quite overwhelming, starting a business, growing a business, being your own boss. Um, and there's a lot to think about. So I can help people to stay on track and keep focused. And that's a lot of what I do, as well as strategy. I do really help people to say what's important and what's going to help me to grow my business and get things moving. Thank you. And just out of interest, Libby, what got you into doing that? So I did a life science degree. I did a biochemistry degree when my daughter was at primary school to sort of kickstart my career looking back slightly mad because it's quite a full-on full-time degree but it led to the sales side I wasn't absolutely sure what I was going to do with it to be honest and I put my CV online was offered an opportunity in distribution of life science equipment and I needed a life science degree and so I started it in-house being a technical officer and then went out on the road so I was into the labs and helping to spec out whole labs full of equipment. Um, and then I went to work for a manufacturer that I knew very well through that distribution job. And I worked as UK sales manager, in terms of a European sales manager, and then global sales manager and adopted the marketing team as well. So um, I was sort of senior level, uh, working on the strategy for the whole company. And that was a 60 year old company based in Cambridge, um, manufacturing temperature control equipment for laboratories. So that's kind of where I got to where I am. And then the reason I now work for myself is because, as many people do who travel every single week away from home, I sort of got burnout. I didn't realise, I didn't see it coming. I didn't want to leave my corporate job. I absolutely loved it. After losing my voice for three months, it was kind of a sign to say, now is the time to make change. And I thought, well, why not use my skills to start my own business? So that's when I started to build my consultancy. Fantastic. And so I'm thinking as well that you must be super organized and super productive as well. Would you say you're not, do you would say you naturally have those tendencies or it's something you've learned? Nope, not at all. As a child, I was scatty. I was all over the place. I was just a bit of an airhead. Um, You know, I was quite practical, but I wasn't tidy. So these are skills that I have developed over the years. And because I've gained more and more responsibility, obviously you have to be a good example. You have to be organized. You have a responsibility so I've taught myself all of this because I wanted to be proud and to contribute and to be good at my job um so and it's stood me in good stead because you know that's how I've sort of progressed up the ladder so these were skills that I learned so you don't have to naturally be organized and productive and it's just learning some skills and the thought processes behind it and anybody can do it even if you're quite a free and a creative person I've done a lot of creativity in my background I've just taken up um, photography I've built garden sculptures so I do have a creative side so it's not impossible for creative people to learn these skills so these things that anybody can adopt and are totally the things we'll talk about today and the ideas and the thoughts are things that anybody can do and can adapt to their businesses this is not a strict line of instructions you must do this this is you know build this around your business adapt it and use it in a way that suits you oh, that's really good thank you and that's that's nice and that's hopeful as well that actually you don't have mm. to be born um being really organized or being great at managing your time um 
that's good to know so yeah I'm looking forward to getting into talking about some techniques that we can all use to help with that but first of all we can just back up a little bit Libby so as I mentioned earlier something I hear a lot from people about why they're not moving forwards with starting up their business and creating their product is well I don't have the time or now's not the right time um yeah one or other of those so it is quite a common reason for not taking action what what are your thoughts on why this is why why don't we have time and um, i think that starting a business is quite overwhelming there is a lot to it and there's a huge amount of information and the more you look for information the more information you will find the more techniques you look for the more techniques you will find the more you want to learn the more there is to learn so it's about finding what works for you, deciding what you want to achieve, and then doing what's necessary, but keeping it simple. So I think people become overwhelmed and think that they will do it one day because perhaps it's not important enough right now. Perhaps this is not the right time. But if they decide it is, then they need to prioritise it. We have lots of priorities, but we have 168 hours a week. We all have. And it's what we choose to do with it. So if we have an idea and we want to make it happen, then we have to make choices that are going to make that happen. And we have to work it around our other responsibilities. But we can make every excuse under the sun not to do something, but that probably means we don't really want to do it or it's not the right thing. We're not passionate enough about it. We want to make it happen. We will make it happen. We will find a way. So I think it's really working out is this choice, is this project that I want to take on, is this something that I'm super passionate about? Is this something that I can't wait to get started on? Is this really me? Is this making my heart sing? And if it is, then now's the time to start. And if it's not, then maybe find something that is more aligned. Don't do something because you think you should or because someone else is doing it or you've seen someone else succeed at it. If you're not making time for it, it's because it's, you're not know emotionally attached to it so I think that's one of the reasons and it is overwhelming so we need to pare it back and keep it simple those are really good points actually because you're right say if we take sort of creating a product there it, there is a lot to do there's a lot to learn there are lots of steps involved and I think that if you are not committed and passionate as you say um as well as actually finding the time you're also going to find it tricky when things get hard or you know you get a block which you know happens it always happens so yeah I think that that makes a key point and something else you said that was really interesting is that we all have 168 hours in a week so why is it you think that some people seem to achieve so much more you know you must you must know people Libby I certainly know people who just seem to do such a lot um, and you just think how are they doing all of this um well with others among us perhaps not so much what is this is it prioritizing or yeah I think there's several reasons one is prioritizing what's important to you and what do you actually want to happen what are your goals and and do you actually you know are you passionate about them but I think also it's about and you know a lot of people are not aware of their time and they lose a lot of time if we think about how much if it would be scary if we actually counted up the amount of time we waste and I'm not saying we can't you know we've always got to be on the ball and we've all got always got to be working that's not the point at all this is about life and business um but we do waste a lot of time you know just how long can you spend some people could spend all day 
uh, cleaning the house and other people could do it in an hour because they're focused they're on on a mission and they're only going to do what really matters other people will stretch it out all day we lose a lot of time just browsing on our phones we pick up our phones on autopilot these days you know it makes a noise or we get to the end of doing something and we pick it up and we don't even know we're doing it anymore. It has become a complete habit. So there are some habits to break and there are some habits to make. Um, And it is about being focused. We can spend a lot of time binge watching Netflix and we think, oh, we don't do that. But if you actually, it's a bit like writing a diet plan. When you write it down, you realise the truth. If we actually did that with our time, we would realise the truth and we would realise how much time. And if you add it up, if you can just claim an hour a week even, that is a lot of time. That's, you know, if you, if you claimed back an hour a week, that's 52 hours. How many working days is that? You know, if you, if you actually work out what time equals, then you can claim back a lot of time. If you make progress, because if you can do very short, concentrated, focused bursts of work. You don't need all day. You can have one or two hours a day and get a huge amount of done or you can work all day and get very little done that's true actually and I've definitely seen that for myself during lockdown when I've had the kids at home because whereas before I'd have a, like a good I don't know, six hours to work mm-hmm. sometimes now it's grabbing half an hour while they're occupied and it's amazing how if you know you've only got that amount of time how much you can just get through as opposed yeah. to yeah like you say if you had if you have the whole day you can definitely make it last the whole day yeah, and this is why some people can do two jobs, you know, and some people struggle to do one or they can do one. But people, there are other people that will, if people take on a side hustle and they will build that because they are concentrating on that more than their day job. And that's how they can make it take over. And they'll only be doing it in an hour a day or a couple of hours a week but they will build it because they're really passionate about it and they're using that time and utilizing that time and they're really valuing that time and choosing very carefully about how they use that time. So that's another thing is making choices. And also about making choices, the choices we make have consequences. We've made choices in the past about having children, buying a big house that takes time to look after, having children that take time to look after, you know, having an expensive car that we need to maintain, having a big garden that we need to look after. So these choices that we make in our business or or at home have consequences. So one of the things I, I talk a lot about is mindset, because if we battle time, we have these 168 hours a week, If we battle time, we will constantly thinking we don't have enough of it. But we can't stretch it. We can't duplicate it. We can't make more of it. We have what we have. So we need to stop battling it, stop stressing about it, and use it more productively and be really effective in our time management. Be realistic about what we have. So if we only have two hours a day, don't worry that we don't have eight hours a day because we don't have it. So don't worry about it. Don't... Um, And we also build a lot of habits around time. So, for example, if you think about the early morning run when we're all trying to, in normal times, get ready for school and work and and we repeat those behaviours, we get stressed, we don't think we have enough time, everybody's yelling at each other, we're trying to get out of the door and we do it the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day. If we don't change it, we don't change it, nothing will change. So if we are not utilising our time or we're stressed about time, we have certain emotions and behaviours around time. We have to start 
we have to think, we have to recognise and we have to make change. Thank you. So what are some practical things people can do? So if someone's listening to this now and they're thinking, well, I really want to start this project, but where am I going to find an extra hour a week, two hours a week to do it? What are some practical things people can do, would you say, Libby? Okay, so one is plan. Always have a plan. At the beginning of the day, know what you're going to do that day. Know what time you have and know how you want to use it and plan it. And by writing it down, it's more likely to happen. And by giving yourself a time scale, it's more likely to happen. So if at the beginning of the day you just wing it or just have a great long list of things to do and you're looking at it and you're a bit overwhelmed, two hours will go in a flash. If you have that two hours and you think, what's the next most important thing I need to do to move me forward? That's what I'm going to concentrate on. And then if you have a finite amount of time, you can use something called the Pomodoro method so this is where you set your time on your phone for around 25 minutes you sit down and you focus on one single task for 25 minutes no distractions nothing so you may want to put a notice on the door close the door and and forewarn people this is my work time you set your timer you work in a very concentrated focused fashion then you stop for five minutes and you stretch your legs and get a breath of fresh air, get away from the screens and it's very, very quickly your brain will kind of calm down and refocus and you do the next 25 minutes. And you do that as many times as you have in the up to four times, depending on how long you have, and you'll get so much more work done than just faffing around and looking at lists. And you also want to stick to one task because if you switch between, that transition time also eats up time. So if you can stick to one task, continue with it until it's finished, if possible, and use that timer. So 25 minutes on, five minutes off where you stretch your legs and get to fresh air and repeat. And you will, it's great. So that is really great for when you're limited on time. It's great when you lose focus. So you're having one of those days where you just feel like you're not getting anywhere. Or if you've got a particularly difficult task where you've got to focus, knuckle down, and it's your frog. You know, they say, eat your frog. So do that thing first that is the most tricky thing because once you've done it, it's, it's off the list. You don't have to do it. You're not thinking about it for the next few weeks. Thinking, oh, my God, I've got to do that task. So you know, get that frog done in the first thing in the day. Get that out of the way. And then when you are struggling, because I don't use the Pomodoro every day, but if, I, if I've really got to knuckle down, I've got a deadline, something that's challenging me and I really need to focus, or it's at the end of the day and my attention is wandering, I use the Pomodoro. And that's fantastic and it's everybody's favourite technique. Oh, I like that. I'm going to use that. And I, I can I definitely see what you're saying about focus because I used to find, I used to get, find myself getting quite easily distracted. You know, like, you know, you've got your phone there and it might beep or something and emails ping. And the amount of times I would sit down to do something and then half an hour later just haven't made any progress because yeah. I'm just distracted by every little thing. Um, yeah. And I'm starting to realise, I think that's actually a choice because I think you can probably make a choice to switch it, which I'd now do to switch yes. everything off when you're focusing. Yeah. Switch off all your notifications, only have one which is absolutely urgent and that you can't function without, which is pretty much nothing but your emails. Because to be honest, you're going to look at Facebook and you're going to look at Instagram. You don't need to see, you know, WhatsApp 27 messages in the last five minutes. We don't need any of that. So switch off your notifications generally anyway. I have hardly any that come on because I know I'm going to check them. Um, I turn my phone upside down and turn it onto silent because then it can't ping at me or light up at me. 
and often I'll just move it into a different room so that because it's just the fact that it's not in within reach if it's within reach if you have a breather and you think for a moment you will automatically stretch out and turn it over and turn it on so if it's out of reach you can't do that on autopilot so that's the yeah just turn off your distractions if you can work in an environment is super important as well when it comes to distractions so if you're working on the kitchen table or in the living room the likelihood is that something will distract you whether it's intentional or not you'll just get up and change the washing or you'll wipe down the work surfaces or you'll just listen to the headlines in the background because someone's watching the news so if you can get into a, a room that is set up to be as distraction free as possible and you can close that door maybe have a notice on it saying mummy's working or daddy's working please knock then they will think twice about saying mom i'm hungry mom it's my turn on the xbox or whatever it happens to be that they think is really really important um, and will pull you away and because then you've also got to have that conversation you lose focus and you've got to switch back on so it's not just that time you've lost it's that switching yourself back on and getting back into the task you lose more time than you think you do so if you can set up those boundaries that really makes sense and if you're doing the pomodoro technique so during your five minutes off so when you're having five minutes to stand up stretch your legs drink some water whatever would you recommend also keeping phone away you know not checking yeah, emails so during that time at, too yeah don't look at screens so don't go onto your laptop and look at your 27 other tabs that are open i'm very bad at that because i've always got too many tabs open um or look at your phone um because what you're trying to do is to refresh your brain and refresh your eyes so that when you come back you are equally as productive as you were if you don't and you're still stressing your eyes and you're not allowing your mind to calm down then it's a wasted five minutes you know you're not really taking a rest so yes stretch your body so that you're not achy because we sit down in front of screens a lot when we're developing a product or working on our business and stretch those limbs take some fresh air keep hydrated all you need is five minutes and you'll be surprised at how refreshed you are in just five minutes and just walk around the garden quick circuit of the garden listen to the birds, breathe in that fresh air and boom, you're straight back on it and you have another 25 minutes. Sometimes your alarm go off after 25 minutes and you think, oh, I just want to go on a bit longer. And obviously you can do that because you might be in flow, but just don't overextend yourself because you'll get that kind of fatigue. So do stop, but don't allow the alarm to stop your flow either, really. That's great. Thank you. So how about finding this half an hour, an hour in the first place? What's some things that we can do to kind of carve out a little bit more time? Let's say in the week, because I know in a day, you know, for a lot of us, it can be tricky. If we wanted to find an extra hour a week, what are some practical things we could do to find that time? Well, a lot of people will simply get up early. They'll just get up early before the kids get up because they're refreshed. They've got the calm of the morning. They can sit there and focus until the children wake up or they're disturbed. That's a really easy one. And, you know, the morning. So don't just think about claiming extra time, but think about the time you have being more productive. So in the morning, most people are more productive. So think about your daily body clock and how focused you are. And also for women, think about your monthly body you know, body, body and the way sometimes you're more focused than others. 
But then another way to claim more time is to just arrange your day, particularly at the moment where we haven't got to leave the house to do the school run and things like that. Just plan your day. Like I said, plan it, because if you plan in that time, you will make it happen. So if you just go with the flow, the end of the day will come and you'll think, oh my gosh, I should have done this, I should have done that. If you've pre-planned it and said, right, I'm going to do this with the children, I'm going to do some cooking with them, I'm going to do whatever, then I'm going to hand over and I'm going to share the time with my spouse or partner. If you're on your own, then you can obviously get them to do things that will occupy them. So they might be able to go out into the garden and play because you've already given them lots and lots of attention and now it's your time. Or you could allow them some screen time so they could watch a film and you could utilise that time. Get your Pomodoro going two hours while they're set in front of us, you know, and you've got them everything they want and you set up those boundaries and say, now it's my time, I'm working, you've got your film, anything else you need before I go? Okay, only knock on the door if you really need me. So that's a good one to do. Obviously when they're in bed, if they're very young, you can't leave them on their own, so you might want to work in the evening and then if you're going to do that then allow yourself some chill out time at another part of the day because you don't want to think that my day is just extending my baby's woken up at six and i'm working till midnight that's not feasible so maybe nap when they do and then work later you have that flexibility we don't we kind of have this mindset that we've got to work between certain hours and anything outside that is additional but we have actually have the freedom especially now to completely change our schedule we can work on weekends and not work during the day and take a day off. You know, we have this flexibility, but we have this mindset that, that there are certain set hours. So we need to get creative and we need to stop ourselves from living to other people's schedules. We need to work out what works for us. So you may be able to work in the evenings and then catch up on your sleep in the day when the baby's napping or have your leisure time there or change, shift your dinner time earlier so that you're not eating after the children have gone to bed you're eating with them and then as soon as they are in bed you can get a couple of hours in and you've still got time to chill and unwind before you go to bed so it's really about being flexible with your timetable looking at the hours you have your family's needs and getting creative yeah I think that definitely is the bottom line is kind of just fitting in what you can when you can I mean I started Tiny Chipmunk my products business where my little one was eight weeks my second literally just working when she napped and usually often that was like 20 minute increments because by the time I settled her for a nap got a cup of tea or whatever it was you know a very short space of time and something that definitely helped me was kind of knowing what I was going to do with that time so I always yes. had a to-do list and um, it was kind of like okay I've got 20 minutes let's go to the thing at the top of the list okay that one's done maybe you can move on to yeah. something else maybe not um, mm. do you have any sort of top tips for keeping organized living yes yeah, so I think with especially with um, to-do lists it's important that I mean we all have a lot of to-do lists but on our daily to-do list, we should never have more than six things. So this is called the Ivy Lee method. Don't have more than six things and put them in order of priority. So there's no point doing just silly, simple, easy things. I mean, people will add things onto to-do list that don't need to be on. You can do something in two seconds. All they're doing is overwhelming themselves by making them think they've got to do more than they have. Other people will put things on the list just so that they can cross them off and they've already done them, but they can cross them off because they did that today, which again is you're kidding yourself. Keep it simple. Don't put too much on. Work through it in order. If you don't get it done that day, put it on the next day. And if it keeps getting pushed to the bottom because it's not a priority, 
it doesn't really need to be done. If, I mean, we can fill as many hours as we have, but if we actually do what is going to make a difference, so it's going to bring in money or it's going to make a difference, it's going to transform our business. There's so many other things we can do that, you know, are just time fillers. We don't need to do them. So it really is about only having a very relevant, focused to-do list and everything on it must have value either to you, your business or to your family. So if you look at those things, do they matter? And given the amount of time you've got, are they worth your precious time? Because you don't have a lot of it if you're you know, fitting it in among the children. So make sure that what you're doing is going to be transformative and it's going to be valuable. And also when you're, another slight diversion, but when you're learning, so as entrepreneurs, we have lots of ideas and we always want to be learning. If you're learning, always learn for the next step. Don't learn just for the sake of it. Only learn what you need to learn. If we had all the time in the world and we could do this full time and had a whole team, we could learn to our heart's content. But when you're learning something, always learn to the next step. Put it, implement it, use it. And then when you need to learn, because you, you, it's an obstacle to progression, then learn something else. But don't think that you have to learn all things. Don't think you need all the fancy tech. Keep it super simple and do what you need to do to consistently move your business, your life, your family's life forward. I think that last piece is fantastic, particularly it's fantastic advice. I used to be guilty of sort of reading a blog post or listening to a podcast about something. You know, I listen to quite a few entrepreneurial podcasts, for example, Mm -hmm. and I would listen to a podcast and think, oh, that sounds good. Maybe I should do that. And I would add it to my list. What I now do is I don't even listen to that episode. I instead add the episode to a list I've got for like future stuff. So say I don't know, I decide at some point in the future, let's say I decide I'm going to do Facebook ads, I'll have a look at that list and think, oh, were there any podcast episodes or blog posts I saw about that that I could go and look at now? Because otherwise, as you say, I would listen to it now and then I was going to implement it straight away and completely just get taken off track because I think as a starting a business especially, you can go down so many rabbit holes and you can get so caught up in what other people are doing, what seems to be the you know the trendy or hot thing to do at the moment and yeah I like your point about focus and just you know doing what needs to be done yeah and it's you know you see these big entrepreneurs and they're and they're obviously promoting their subject and so it gives you almost a FOMO you know you think you're missing out you're not being a proper entrepreneur if you're not doing what everybody else is doing so sometimes even if you've been in the corporate world you can get so wrapped up in this almost alternative universe that happens for entrepreneurs it's so different to corporate you know you come in and there's this whole new world of learning and all these platforms that you've never heard of and you think that you've got to have this and you've got to have that well you don't unless it is part of your goal and unless it's helping you and it's not wasting your time you can keep things super simple you've got all the time in the world to have every platform and every bit of tech and to learn every technique and it may help when you are growing and bringing in teams and you're scaling but to get your business off the ground and to launch your next next product people did all this before they had all this tech and you can still be in the online world without doing it all you really don't need to so it's really about 
what's the easiest, simplest way? If you need to deliver something on a simple email, then do that. You know, if you're going to have a group and you want to deliver workshops or, or resources or whatever, you don't need to have fancy tech platforms and pay large amounts and learn whole new techniques. Do it simply and then when you've detect because also as you know when you start your business and your products you do pivot you change you evolve your ideas change something new happens so when you're absolutely positive about the way you want your business to go which products you want to launch then you can bring those things in because otherwise if it changes then you have wasted all that time because you're not going to use use it so in the first few years be aware of not get, getting too far into gadgets, tech, spending lots of money. You know, work out what you really truly want and where your business is going. Don't you know? You don't need to go into lots of logos and spending lots on branding and things like that until you know what you want, where your business is going, um, and yeah, once you you really feel comfortable with it and you know it represents you that's the time to do more learning and to have all these bells and whistles. That's right. Because I think as well, when you look at people that you want to be like or products that you want to, you know, you want to be like, chances are they're a few years ahead of you at least. Um, I always say to people, you can start with one product on one marketplace and then maybe you add a second marketplace or a second product or fair products. You know, you can, like you say, you can expand. There's always room to expand. Absolutely. And that first one will teach you so much and you will learn and you will make mistakes inevitably. Of course you will. And so if you're trying to do it with five, five products at a time, you know, you will make five mistakes. If you make it with one, you learn, you continue, you evolve. Then every time you launch a product, it will get better and better. Your systems will get more refined. Your, you'll find out which platform works for you. So then you can replicate the process and you will have a refined process. You can map your process and just put it on repeat. Yes. And actually, that's a really good reminder. You've actually reminded me to say that I do actually have a process mapped out for people. So if anyone wants that, it's checklist.vickyweinberg.com forward slash free that takes you through the steps you need to go through. And it's certainly a lot less overwhelming if you're looking at one product, one marketplace. I mean, when we talk about time, that's a lot less time than trying to launch, even if it's one product on multiple marketplaces. You don't need to do that when you start. You just need to get something out there and put it somewhere people can buy it. And once you've done that, that's a huge achievement. And from then on, you can say, okay, well, now I'm going to put this on all these other marketplaces and test those out. But I think, you know, the first thing is get it out there and get it somewhere where people can give you money for it. And that's a huge step forward. And I think another thing, and I know you've done um, a podcast on this previously, is don't waste time producing something if you don't know people need it. And that comes from services, products, everything. Now, I'm a service-based. And you think you know what people want, but until you know and they tell you, you putting it out there and developing it um, and it doesn't hit, then you've wasted a lot of time. So always do your research beforehand, ask around and see what people want. What are they saying? Don't just think it's because it's working for someone else. Listen to your audience, talk to them. So validating a product or a service, whatever it is that you're bringing to market, you know, don't waste time thinking you know, 
know that you know by asking other people that's fantastic advice thank you and i'm going to link to all the episodes i've done on this already for people to come back and look if they haven't already because you're right you can save yourself a lot of time if you find out that actually your idea isn't you know isn't a goer um, yeah i mean it may be a brilliant idea it might be great it might be exciting but if nobody wants it then you know or it's not at the right price point or you can't do it for the price that the market demands um then yeah you've wasted a lot of time so although you're excited and you really want to get going and get stuck in and if you can just hold off and do your market research and, and get the voice of you know the people the audience and find out where they buy from and would they buy that product and would they pay that price and all those questions that you know you you talk about um in validating uh, make sure that you do that first because yes it will delay things slightly but there's plenty you can be getting on with and it will in the long run it will save you so much time absolutely while it might be disappointing it's and i think sometimes people don't like to take this step because they don't they almost don't want to find mm. out that people don't want what they're offering and yeah it is if that happens it's really disappointing but as you say libby you haven't then wasted a lot of time potentially money to yeah, and it may not even be the product it may be where you thought you were going to sell it it might be the price point it might be the materials you were going to use so it's not that it's that the idea is totally written off it's just it might be that you will get some amazing tips on how to tweak it, change it, adjust it, market it, you know, a different route to market. You know, so it's invaluable. This not it's not just about the product itself, it's the whole process of developing the product and the materials and anything, you know, sustainability, for example, is that going to be a massive feature in what you do? Is it the price point? So just working out what's important to people. That's fantastic. Thank you. And I just wanted to come back ever so slightly to something you said quite a long time ago, but I just thought it was worth clarifying. So when we're talking about prioritizing and thinking about the number of tasks we're going to do today, I assume that's up to six. So I'm assuming that if you are very time limited for whatever reason, you could say, okay, this is the one thing I'm going to do today. So just to make everyone absolutely clear, you don't have to do six things in a day. You can just do one. And also, you know, if you, if you are an entrepreneur, work and life are quite intertwined, especially when you do have other responsibilities. So when I say six, they're not all necessarily work-related, you know, so it might only be one work-related task because, you know, you may, it may be that you've only got an hour, you've only got half an hour. So yes, you need to adjust the number out of that six according to the time that you've got available so some of it will be a lot of it will be, could be family related or if you've got a day where you can devote the whole day that could be all six work tasks it really depends so yes six is encompassing a day the time devoted to each part of your life will determine which tasks and how many because if you've got half an hour and you've got a task that's going to take days then You've got to think about now, do I use this time and I do it over several days or do I choose a task that I can completely finish and that will open up, you know, that's an obstacle brought down to, it's really up to you. What is the next logical and valuable next step? But yes, if only one task, if you've only got an hour, because the whole thing is not to be overwhelmed. Don't overwhelm yourself out for failure and don't set yourself up for overwhelm and write it down always write down your plan and write down your list because what you're doing is you're offloading you're unloading things from your mind and 
that's another thing about overwhelm is everything you can write down or record as you go. So use your phone just on the record app or you know that little so on your phone next to if you've got an iPhone next to your space bar, you've got a little microphone button and you can talk into any app you like with that. So if you can even if you're on the go, if you've got an idea or a thought or a plan, either write it down or record it immediately because you will not remember it, guaranteed. <laughs> No, you think you will because it's super, super important. I'll never forget that. You will. Um, so, yeah, just write it down or record it because, again, it's about offloading your brain. And not only because you will stop being overwhelmed, but also it'll be easier to switch off at the end of the day, which is something that a lot of people find hard, is switching off at the end of the day. I'm the same. So if you can offload it um, and write it down, it will unclutter your brain and also it will be make it far more likely to happen you write it down and give it a time scale a deadline far 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 more likely to happen otherwise it will always just be a thought it won't become a reality and so talking about uncluttering your brain do you recommend people make these lists for the next day before they go to bed so it's kind of out of their head before bedtime or do it fresh in the morning or does it really not matter it doesn't matter it's what works for you i do think that if you are before you go to bed for some people, if they start to think work, they won't switch off. I think it's good to have a pad by the bed so that if you have an idea, you don't want to hold on to it, you want to offload it. But when it comes to actually making a list, um, it's really up to you. Some people, it is good the night before because they wake up knowing exactly what they're going to do the next day. But if you do find it hard to switch off and you're one of these people that goes crazy all night, you probably want to tick off one list and start fresh the next day whatever works for you. There's no right, it's like with all of these things, there's no right or wrong. This is what works for the individual. We're not robots, we're all individuals. So we've got to find what works for us. Some of these techniques appeal to everybody and for some people they'll want to tweak it. That's really good to know you've got the flexibility. And I'm so mm. glad I asked you about the to-do list again as well because I never thought about the fact, coming back to those six things, that if, for example, I have to buy school shoes and I have to make a picnic and I have to book some sort of club and I have to, you know, there's lots of life ads been going on. I never thought about the fact that actually if I've got six things on that list already, let's say seven or however many things, then there isn't going to be space to do the business things and that you do have to work out you know which are the most important and which am I going to do today because I think like a lot of people um probably try and do it all and it sounds like it's probably in the long term going to be much more productive to actually realize actually today I've got lots of life admin or kids things to do so actually maybe I won't do any work and I'll save and also sometimes you think oh I've got so much to do if you crack on and you do it some things can be done so so quickly so, you know, if you do have to make an appointment because you mustn't forget and you've got to do it, it takes seconds, but in your mind, it feels like a huge task and a huge job. And it's so important. It's so huge. You can do it in seconds and it's ticked off the list and you can move on. So it's sometimes, you know, we create such a drama over a task that isn't huge. It's important. It's super important because people are relying on us or whatever, but we can get it done so quickly. So we have to get used to what is going to take time um, and what can we get done quickly, but also what's important. So we don't want to put off something that can be done quickly. So for example, if you've got to, you know, phone up and make an appointment and you can do it now before you even start work, don't add it to the list, just do it. You know, there's a lot of things that we can just do, but we add them to lists and they become this big thing. 
but we can just do it. Pick up the phone, do it. Boom, done. It took two minutes and now I can start my six things. So yeah, I, I mean, it's really yeah, juggling what works for you um, just so that you are not overwhelmed and you constantly make progress um, on the important things read something somewhere about the two minute rule as well which goes along the lines of if you can do something in less than two minutes do it immediately that don't put yeah. it on any list just do it and I like that that's yeah yeah, yeah I've, I've read that too um and I do often say that to people that yeah if it's not worthy of a place on your list don't do it in in spite of something else but as you say if it takes two minutes so feeding the dog you know when people write down everything they've got to do that day you don't put on brushing your teeth because it's going to happen anyway and it takes two minutes. So people will write these massive, huge, long lists and half the things don't need to be on there, which is why people say, never get to the end of my to-do list. Well, of course you don't because life evolves and we're constantly learning. And that's another mindset thing, thinking I never get to the end of my to-do list. You're not supposed to because you're supposed to be constantly growing and learning and making progress. So of course you've always got more things on your to-do list. It's just about only having the important things. Yeah. So prioritization is key. Mm, absolutely. It's about value. What is important? And every time we look at something and sometimes you have to build your own criteria, what does important mean to me? So it's not what important means to anybody else. What is important mean to you? What deserves to be on my list? What has value? And what makes my family happy? What makes our lives easier? What builds my business? What helps my customers? It's those sorts of questions. There's a million and one things we could do, but some of them really don't have an awful lot of value and all they're doing is wasting time. So just really keep it simple and do what makes a difference. Yeah. And of course that can change as well. Cause I think we all go through seasons in our lives where, you know, our businesses are the priority or sometimes mm. you go, and sometimes you're in a stage where you say, actually, no, my family, the most important thing now, I'm going to take a step back from business. So yeah, yeah, I think it's really good to be mindful of all of that. And I think that's particularly been at the moment with everything that's been happening. Of course, people step back. People went through almost a grieving process at the beginning of lockdown where they were going through these stages of emotions you know and even if they hadn't lost someone we went through this strange series of emotions and and, and a lot of people literally couldn't deal they just couldn't and they you know some people had to they had no choice they had bills to pay there was no one else to help it out but you know, some people did and of course we prioritized our families because our families we brought very close to us and life has changed but this is going to go on for a long time and now it's time to think well what do i want long term this is the time to think, well, if I have a business and I want it to grow, how am I going to make that happen? Because I'm in charge. No one else is going to make this happen. I'm in charge. I make the decisions and I have to decide what's my priority. And we don't have to have just one priority. You know, we can allow our families. Our families want to see us happy. They want to be proud of us. They want to see us achieve. So it's okay. And I think there's a lot of guilt associated as well, especially as a parent in trying to be all things to all people. But we just need to communicate. We need to allow the people around us to help us because they want to see us happy. 
And for some of us, I think family is a big driver for our businesses as well. So you might be looking to start a business, whether that's a product-based business or something else, so that you can work at home and take your children to school. Um, not be an example there's so to many them. things. Yeah, there's so many yeah. reasons that, and your family probably, if you if, you know if you listen to this and you have a family, they might be a big part of why you're doing what you're. Of course. To do. Yeah, absolutely. So Libby, is there anything else um, that you wanted to share with us? You've shared so much already and there's so many things that we can take away, myself included actually. And I always thought, you know, I I always feel like I'm getting better at being more productive and managing my time. But, you know, I've still, there's still quite a few things today that I'm thinking, right, I'm going to go away and and try those. So thank you so much for all that you've shared. Is there anything else that you wanted? um, I think it's just, just to summarise, I think we need to be realistic we need to cut ourselves some slack and realise that we're human. We only have so many hours a day. We do need to be realistic and think, well, what do we want? What do we truly want from life and, and from our business? And then take responsibility because it, we are the boss, you know, <laughs> in entrepreneurial world. And we have to decide what's, what's valuable and just keep on track. Um, and, but yeah, cut yourself some slack because I think because we constantly give ourselves a hard time, that actually makes it harder to take control. So value your time, use it productively, but be realistic about how much time you have. Thank you. That's a brilliant way to sum this all up. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Libby. Where can people find you if they would like to find out about more about what you do? So the first, probably the obvious place to start is my Facebook group, which is called Productivity for Profit. Um, And in there, you'll find out more about me. I do one-to-one sessions with businesses and I have a new online membership, but you'll find out all about that within Productivity for Profit, which is a free Facebook group. So come and join. There's a couple of questions just to start. Nothing, just the normal that you'd expect group just to say that you know it's a happy friendly inclusive supportive place so come along and get some more productivity techniques and join the community and the conversation and yeah in there you you can find out more about me and my website is libby dash or hyphen night.com fantastic thank you libby and i will link to all this in the show notes as well for anyone who hasn't been able to take that down Well, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for all that you've shared. And yeah, I think this is going to be a really helpful episode. So thank you again. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. As always, thank you so much for listening to this episode today. I really hope you found it useful and you found at least one or two things that you can take away and try. And I would absolutely love to know how you've got on. So you can contact both myself and Libby via the show notes for this episode. Um, I've also linked up any resources that we've mentioned too, so you can go and find everything really easily. And um, as always, if you have time, I would absolutely love it if you're able to leave a review for this podcast, Apple podcast. Um, It really does does help other people to find out about it and my goal here is you know is to help as many people as possible so I would really appreciate that um again thank you so much and have a lovely day and see you next week If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Cat 
Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate. 